Welcome to the next episode of the MBSE podcast. Yeah, today there are only two people on the screen. So that's because Tim is my guest today and we will talk about, let's say, a hot SysML2 topic for all the SysML1 practitioners. So if you are already using SysML1, you might have the question, what happens when SysML2 comes up and can I go on using my SysML v1 models and can, can I translate them? Can I translate them back maybe? And that's what we want to talk today with Tim. Yeah, and as you might, might know, Tim and I, we are both um, members of the SysML submission team. And Tim has also a track lead and it's exactly the track lead which, uh, which thinks and, uh, yeah, and handles the topic of the SysML v2 or 1 to v2 transformation. So Tim, how, how do you, did you become track lead of this track? Yeah, so yeah, hello. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I'm a track lead uh, uh, of track number three. So the SST team uh, is organized in uh, six different tracks and uh, track number three is about the, the transformation. And uh, together with uh, Yves Banar from Airbus, uh, I lead the, the working group uh, in the OMG that is working on the SysML v1. Um, so currently we work on SysML v1.7. Uh, um, and at the same time, Eve and I have been involved in the development of SysML v2 uh, since the beginning. And the first work, I think, began in 2014 or so, if I remember it correctly. Uh, we had a podcast about it, uh, about the history mm -hmm. of SysML. I think it was the right. first or the second one. <laughs> right, correct, correct. Uh, yeah. But it was in German, I think. No? I don't know. Mm -hmm. But in any case, it's been a very long time. Uh, so when the SysML v2 submission team was officially set up after the, the OMG published the request for proposal, the RFP for SysML v2 in uh, 2017, um, it was quite apparent that the chairs of the SysML v1 would also work on the transformation. Uh, so Eve and I became the track leads. I'm not the only track lead. Uh, Eve and I are the track leads for the transformation and well, which is named track number three. Okay, so that means that the necessity uh, for model transformation or translation or whatever it is, we will talk about this later on, um, was identified very early. And it was a mandatory requirement, I guess, in the SysML v2, uh, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. So the, the SysML v2 RFP is a, is a list of requirements for SysML v2. Um, and to be precise, uh, there's a requirement to develop uh, a SysML v2 profile for UML. Um, and that requirement also says that um, an equivalent function capability can be demonstrated by mapping the UML meta classes and the SysML stereotypes between SysML v2 and v1. So in short, uh, by a SysML v1 to v2 transformation. Mm -hmm. So. Well, that, that was the starting point. Right? And, and we started with the development of the SysML v2 profile in 2017. So yeah, five years ago. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But and, that's uh, uh, the, yeah. the, the SysML v2 profile for UML or you, yes. you mean track four? Ah, okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, track three. So it's a, 
Well, like the small v1, as a UML profile was the idea to develop as a small v2 profile. Of course, it's it's only a subset of mm -hmm. the small v2. Um, so yeah, we started with that, and well, it, it was not very easy uh, because the system v2 abstract syntax, so the the data structure of the elements, is quite different from system v1. So we had to do some well, very terrible twisting to define the system maybe two elements as stereotypes of UML. And um, well, that, that would have been a very huge task for the tools to present these strange stereotypes to the user so that the user can really work with it. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, that was uh, a big challenge that time. And well, and on the other side, we, we might have been able to turn well a few blind eyes and, for example, just rename the system L v1 block to part definition in the system v2 profile, no? which is roughly the equivalent in system v2, no? part definition and block. Mm -hmm. um, but then we, we would mix up the terminology. No? So the, the concept, concepts are similar, but they're not the same. And it would be fuzzy to call something part definition, which it actually is not. So mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah. So in retrospect, I would say that developing a system v two profile is um, it's, it's not reasonable possible to do that. <laughs> um, and another problem is we we had very few resources for the development, uh, and at that time there uh, were only the two of us, and the transformation was still on our to do list. So I think it was about two years or three years ago uh, that we decided to concentrate only on the transformation then. Okay, and that that means that uh, nowadays there are more than you two guys. Uh, no, <laughs> it's, it's it's basically just Eve and me uh, mm -hmm. working in track free, um, and well, both of us have a full time job, <laughs> which we, we earn our money. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, uh, the lack of resources is a big problem. From time to time, we get some help from others. Uh, so for example, in our Weekly telecons um, typically Ed joins us at Cyberwitz mm -hmm. uh, and helps us with some questions we have about the Sysmal V2 meter model. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, very interesting how this this stuff is organized. But uh, let's go a little bit in in on the technical background now. So, <laughs> what's behind this V1 to V2 transformation? Yeah, so the the official delivery of our work is quite boring. <laughs> it's, a, it's a transformation specification, which means paperwork. No? It's, it's a PDF, um, mm -hmm. which is finally a part of the standard. Uh, but, but we also develop a pilot implementation of the transformation. So it's not the system v 2 pilot implementation. It's, it's another one, a pilot implementation of the transformation. Uh, because otherwise, it, it won't be possible to verify it. No? These, complex rules of mappings and, and etc. Mm -hmm. uh, so we, we need to, to test it. Um, so well, the challenge was then how to do that. No? And in general, how to do that. <laughs> and of course, uh, with the lack of resources we have no? <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, to develop no, to, uh, to software engineering stuff and so on. So our solution um, is a, a tool chain. Uh, so we, we specify the transformation in a class model uh, with OCL constraints. 
Um, and we use the Cameo Systems Modeler tool and the Teamwork Cloud Server for that. So, um, so thanks to Dassault <laughs> for supporting the Sysmal V2 work. They also support uh, the other teams uh, with their tools. Very helpful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and with OpenMBE, um, we completely generate then the specification PDF document uh, from this model. Um, and by the way, the, the complete system LV2 specification is generated with OpenMBE. Mm -hmm. And yeah. our, tra our transformation is uh, only an annex uh, in, in one of the documents. So, mm -hmm. um, a couple of episodes ago, we had Chris Delp uh, from Laser JPL as a guest, uh, and he talked about OpenMBE. Yeah, and I think he also talked about the docgen mechanism. Yeah. Mm. Right. Yeah, so, um, well, that's the tool chain, uh, how we define the transformation and create the, the document. Uh, well, it's pure model-based. Um, and we use the same model, um, to, which we use to generate the specification document to generate the, the code for the pilot implementation. Okay. Uh, and so first we, we export the model to XMI uh, to get access to it uh, in Eclipse. Mm -hmm. uh, Eclipse cannot directly access the uh, Teamwork cloud server and so on. Uh, and then we use the, the Eclipse uh, Epsilon technology. Uh, these are Java-based uh, scripts for, um, yeah, for model engineering tasks. Uh, and we use Epsilon to generate uh, ATL code from the transformation model. Uh, and ATL stands for Atlas Transformation Language. Uh, which is used for model-to-model -model transformation. It's, it's a framework to do, to do that. Mm -hmm. So, and we create 100% of the ATL code. So it's not necessary to do any manual updates. Uh, so we export oh. from t uh, from from Cameo to XMI, and then uh, we click a button to generate the ATL, and then uh, that's it. And then we can run the ATL code to transform SysmlV1 models to SysmlV2. Okay, and, and did you already try to, to do it also from, let's say, an Enterprise Architect or Rhapsody XMI? So would, would this work in theory and in practice? Um, well, in theory, it works. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because the input format of our transformation is XMI, huh? and which mm -hmm. is an OMG standard. So if the modeling tool like Enterprise Architect or Rhapsody can export the model to uh, XMI, which is conformed to the standard, <laughs> then we can use it as an input for our transformation. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we, we have not tried that uh, because we, we don't need it for our work and, well, again, the lack of resources. But mm -hmm. uh, it would, would be quite interesting to do that, but it costs only uh, half an hour or so to test this. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. there are plenty of guys who, who would model a, a, um, yeah, a SysML1 model in, in, in the tools and, and provide you the XMI. So, but well, we need as an input, we need XMI conform to the standard, and of course, uh, uh, the the, the SysML model mm -hmm. in the XMI must also be conformed to the SysML standard. Yeah, yeah. So my fear would be that uh, you get in the same troubles uh, why XMI exchange does not work between tools. So, but but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> prove me wrong, <laughs> please. Prove me wrong. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. We have a model-to-model -model transformation. Input is XMI. So what, what is the target format then? Uh, so the, the pilot implementation uh, maps yeah, SysmLv1 XMI to SysmLv2 XMI. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, the target format is again XMI and uh, SysmLB2 is uh, not based on UML anymore, but uh, on the kernel modeling language, Carmel. Um, and but Carmel and SysmLB2 are still based on MOF, the Vita object mm-hmm. facility. And XMI is a serialization of MOF. So uh, we can serialize SysmLB2 models to, to XMI. So our target format is uh, again XMI. Okay, and is there already some kind of uh, validation suite for the SysmLv2 XMI? Uh, no, no. So we we get the XMI and that's, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah, and it's I guess yeah, it's it's uh, as terrible human readable as it is in SysmLv1 because yeah, it's XMI. It's, it's XMI. And, uh, and if you can't validate, can you verify it? Yeah, that's a challenge. Uh, the XMI is uh, well, it's more a machine-readable format than a human-readable format. Uh, of course, a small XMI, yeah, you can check some things, but uh, even small models create very large XMIs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a nightmare. Um, yeah, and, and we solved that by, again, with the Eclipse uh, Epsilon technology, um, uh-huh. we have developed another tool uh, an XMI to SysmLv2 textual notation transformation. So oh. uh, we take the SysmLv2 XMI um, and transform it to SysmLv2 textual notation. Mm-hmm. And now we have a, a human readable format and we can use it uh, as an input for the SysmLv2 pilot implementation, which checks if the syntax is correct. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can even generate the graphical notation then again with the pilot implementation. Yeah. So finally, we can see the diagrams of SysmLv1 input models and the diagrams of the SysmLv2 output model. As far as they are available in the Jupyter Notebook implementation or the PlantUML right. thing. Right. Okay. And of course, there are lots of issues. By, for example, in, in SysmLv1, often elements have no name. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, an association end has no name uh, and, and so on. Um, but uh, if we create the SysmLv2 textual notation, uh, then we need a name for the elements. Okay, so um, I just saw we have uh, the first question in our live chat. So we have a question from Mark and uh, he asks, uh, do you foresee other data formats taking the place of XMI, for example, JSON-LD? So not for the transformation, Uh, that will be based on uh, the transformation of our pilot implementation, I Mm -hmm. would say. The the transformation itself, which will be part of the standard is, uh, well, transformation rules written in OCL. but for SysmLv2, yes, yeah, there's, uh, of course, uh, for example, the, the JSON format and the context well, of the SysmLv2 API. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's uh, ongoing work uh, to define an uh, exchange format. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I think this is very, very important to to distinguish. Um, yeah. But to be, to be honest, yeah, both are exchange formats. So XMI could be an exchange format, but um, yeah, a JSON-based exchange format is is available in the API services uh, specification or the pilot implementation. So right. there you can you can have a look if you did not already. Okay, so um, 
where have we been? We have been, ah, okay, we get XMI out and then you transform it in the SysML v2 syntax, in the textual syntax, you check it if it's uh, syntax is okay and so on. Um, mm -hmm. But there, there's still some doubt. Is, is it correct? So uh, how do you, do you handle this? Manually? Yeah, so, well, the, the SysML v2 pilot implementation can verify if, if it's valid SysML v2, but of course it cannot uh, verify if it's the correct output of our transformation. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so, well, in the end, we have to manually validate if it's the expected output. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it reminds me of our paper about doll and, and so on, but it's another topic. <laughs> yeah, doll would also be interesting in this area but uh mm. yeah, that's yeah. Not, it's uh, <laughs> completely <laughs> different topic <laughs> yes and, and lack of resources and uh, oh yeah oh yeah okay so um by the way we had an episode about doll correct yeah with fabian Just, neuhaus yeah yes exactly okay so um let's let's have a closer look to the to those two languages so um i think some of our listeners already know that, uh, and, and you also uh, told us before, that we do not rely on the UML anymore. We, re we re rely on kernel now. And that mm -hmm. also means that the concepts of the languages are different. And yeah. um, now there might arise the question, is there, is there a concept in SysML2 for every SysML1 concept as a successor? And and so to say, SysML two is uh, like SysML one plus extra stuff. Or how can I imagine that? Well, the goal is uh, that we can map everything. Uh, so that SysML v two covers everything, so every capability of SysML v one. Um, and for most of the SysML v one elements, well, the mapping is quite apparent. So. A package in SysML v1 is mapped to a package in SysML v2. Um, mm -hmm. It's uh, even the same name. No? Uh, or a block is mapped to part definition and so forth. Um, but uh, some SysML v1 elements have uh, rarely used properties for which there's no direct corresponding element in SysML v2. Uh, mm -hmm. So, for example, the SysML v1 block has a Boolean property named is encapsulated, uh, which can be right. used to, to indicate that the block is used as a black box. It has not an impact, it's just descriptive, not to say it's encapsulated, it's a black box, don't look inside. <laughs> uh, and in SysML v2, there's no corresponding element. So, um, and what we do for, for such properties is uh, that we define in SysML v2, then user-specific metadata, which is attached to, to the model element. So, mm -hmm. um, so we use this uh, for is encapsulated. We transform the block to part definition and yeah. attach this metadata with the is encapsulated information. Mm -hmm. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because is encapsulated is not a property of a block. It's a property of the stereotype block. Right. It's a property of the stereotype block. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. so, okay. Yeah. 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 So we can resolve that uh, one, but currently there are some elements where we don't know yet how to map them. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Okay. And uh, do you have other uh, other examples? So. 
Yeah, so for, for the elements we cannot map, um, for example, um, in SysML v1, um, we have the, the actions and uh, the activity world, and uh, SysML v1, or respectively UML, that defines around that's many, 30 to 40 different action kinds, no? like the call behavior action, experiment mm -hmm, action, mm -hmm. signal action, and so on action. <laughs> um, and we can map the commonly used ones like call behavior action, but still need to analyze the mapping for, for some others. So um, another example is package merge. Um, we cannot map package merge at the moment. So you see, it's mainly the more exotic constructs that worry us, but uh, well, also for, for them, we need uh, a solution. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and did, you, did you find a completely missing language concept? And if yes, how, how would this be translated? Um, I don't think there are completely missing concepts. No, there, there are some missing elements, like this encapsulated and, and mm. so on, and we can resolve that. Um, but completely missing concepts, I don't think that there are any. But however, we, I must admit that we have not analyzed the whole language in detail yet. Uh, uh, so for example, the interaction uh, so the sequence diagram stuff is still on our to-do list. So we mm -hmm. think we can map it. There, there are corresponding concepts in SysML v2, uh, but uh, I'm not sure about all the details, so the detailed elements of, of, of interactions, if they can be mapped. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. And uh, are, so, so you already mentioned it, so the behavioral models of SysML 2 are examples of this, right? So... Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, let, so let me think. Yeah, so they are yeah. defined differently than in in SysML v1. You can you can model the same thing, but uh, it's it's different. Yeah. Yeah. So you have in the end the same semantic of yeah. your model, but uh, the the constructs are completely different. So, for example, SysML v2 uh, v1 activities. Mm -hmm. uh, well, they are based on the on the token semantics, and the token semantics does not exist in SysML v2. Um, yeah. mm -hmm. Activities exist in SysML v2, uh, but they are named action definitions in SysML v2, but they are not based on, on token semantics. Oh, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Correct. So yeah. we, we map now the SysML uh, v1 activities to SysML v2 elements uh, that represent then the same flow, so the same meaning, uh, mm -hmm. the model, mm -hmm. but uh, completely different constructs. So. Yeah, yeah. Okay, got it, got it. Okay, so um, let's switch a little bit to an, another view on on this uh, on this topic. So um, we already talked about we want to translate something from one language in another one. Sometimes we said, oh, we have to transform it somehow so what what do you have a transformation or a translation yeah that's a good question <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, it depends how you define a transformation and translation <laughs> so for, for me translation is more more one-to-one -one mapping right? like you find in, in natural language dictionaries mm -hmm. for a word in language a you find a word in language b and, or maybe also some alternatives or so um so I can translate translate the words very well then, but if I would translate a whole text mm -hmm. in this way, the result is typically 
bumpy to wrong, like the the computer-based translations many years ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then I need an additional transformation. So which means I have to build other constructs in the target language, which depends on on the context. Do you have an example for this? Uh, yeah, maybe a good example to stay with the natural languages are perhaps sayings. It's, uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Some can be translated, uh, others, well, for others, it's rather very funny confusion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, for example, um, well, it's easy to understand the following if you know English and German, but if you only know one language, it's a little bit difficult. But, for example, the English saying, it's raining cats and dogs. Mm -hmm. That would <laughs> probably be understood if translated directly into German, but would be very um, irritating. Yeah, yeah. Translating it literally would, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in, in German, you would say in German, as regnet aus Kübeln, which translates directly into the English, uh, it rains out of buckets. Mm -hmm. Which is also a picture which might be a little bit more natural than writing cats and dogs, but uh, yeah, it could also yeah. be irritating. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. So and there are many more examples, um, and which reminds me of the great conversation I had with John Siegel of the OMG many years ago. We wrote many emails on, on technical stuff, um, but we also often introduce ourselves, uh, each other to sayings in English and, uh, and, and German and what happens when you translate them directly. It was very funny. Mm. Okay, but another example is in German, die Kuh vom Eis holen, ah. <laughs> uh, which means in English to get the cow from the ice, um, hmm. which means uh, solving the problem. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, nice, nice. So, but we did not. I think we did not answer. Uh, you did not answer my question. Is it is it a transformation or a translation? Uh, so for for the sayings, you need a transformation. I would say mm -hmm. because the the translation, so the. the which is for me more the direct mapping uh, does, does not work. So yeah, yeah, and transformation. For, and for SysML? And for SysML, it's a transformation. It's also a transformation. Okay, it's, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, um, yeah. I guess it's, it's so. A transformation. Yeah. So, for, so although some some elements can be very directly mapped, like package to package and mm -hmm. so on, mm -hmm. um, we, I think we have we always have to create more elements in the, in the target, so in SysML v2. Uh, so for example, each element is, is in a namespace. And in, in SysML v1, this is defined by a property. So if, if a block A is in a package, then this is specified in a property of the package right? in the meter mm -hmm. level. Mm -hmm. And in SysML v2, it is a relationship called membership. Uh, it has yeah, to be created right. additionally, so it's, it's yeah. That's that's so. a good example. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. And uh, and this transformation uh, is it a one-way street or can I also get SysML v2 models into SysML v1? Um, no, you can't. So so our transformation, uh, the, which will be part of the uh, SysML v2 standard, is is a one-way um, and. Well, SysML v2 is, is much more expressive than SysML v1. Mm -hmm. So many constructs cannot be mapped at all. But if we take uh, a SysML v2 model, which contains only concepts of SysML v1, mm -hmm. so 
for example, a result of our transformation. <laughs> so we transform SysMLV1 to SysMLV2 and would like to transform this back to SysMLV1. Uh, in theory, this would partially work, but well, there are cases where the reverse mapping is not unique. Mm -hmm. Okay, and, and you can't ensure that you really have the same semantics then. Mm -hmm. uh, or, or do you have a, any, uh, any example yeah, uh, to clarify that? Well, an example, uh, mm, we're currently working on that one, is um, are the part properties. Uh, that is an example. In system only one, they're typically defined using the composition relationship. Uh, mm -hmm. um, so we have these typical system breakdown structure, block definition diagrams, these trees no? uh, with the composition relationship, which is uh, formally an association relationship. Um, yeah. And now it gets a little bit tricky um, <laughs> and it doesn't apply universally, but normally we do not map this composition relationship so this association uh, to system lv2 so to put it simply a block so we have a block a composition mm -hmm. relationship and a part property uh, in system lv1 becomes a part definition and a part of system lv2 so we we omit the association mm -hmm. okay um so that's the one way but now uh, in system lv1 it's it's rarely used but you can define part properties without this composition relationship. That's allowed since this uh, 1.5 or 1.4. I don't remember exactly. Okay. Or Never heard from that. I don't know. But it's allowed. You, you can do that. Mm -hmm. um, and if I do the transformation with such a model, uh, it would create the same system v 2 model from it, as I have a system v one model with the composition relationship. So two different system v one models lead to the same system v two model, and you mm -hmm. cannot. Ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There. And you have this ambiguity. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And I, I guess there's some more examples, but mm -hmm. I don't remember. It. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what what you what you said before. Yeah. We have much more expressiveness in System LV two. So mm -hmm. yeah, you would have an ambiguity in System LV one. Okay. Cool. Um. But I guess you do not only test uh, block A to B and a block <laughs> has a part property and that's it. So so what kind of example models do you use? Right, yeah. So, so we, we have tons of those very small models um, where each model is, has only a very small set of elements. So for example, an empty block, <laughs> that's, mm -hmm. that's yeah. block A. Uh, and then we have another model, a block with some properties and so forth. No? Uh, we use those models to develop the transformation uh, um, to yeah, only right. sure. test one specific aspect. Mm -hmm. uh, but for the real validation, we need a test suite. Um, and well, again, the, the lack of resources, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but also uh, the reuse of already existing things. So we, we decided to use the uh, model interchange working group test cases for this purpose yeah. called um, the, the Myovic test mm -hmm. cases, model interchange working group. Uh, they were de developed several years ago, or maybe 10 years ago, almost 10 years ago, I think, in an uh, OMG working group uh, to test the, the exchange of models between tools. Mm -hmm. uh, wasn't, and here, yeah. wasn't it even Ed chairing this group? Uh, yeah, in any case, he was involved, but I'm yeah. not sure if okay. he, uh, maybe he also was the chair of that group. Yeah, I, I, I remember rarely. And, and they had, well, 
almost the same requirement that we have a complete coverage of the model elements so, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. as complete as possible so uh, so it's it's a nice example of reusing and not reinventing the wheel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. we use those test cases. Now they are available um, as uh, Cameo models, but also as uh, XMI models. Um, they are already there on the OMG servers, and we use those uh, test cases now for our mm -hmm. transformation. Mm -hmm. Okay, and uh, do you also? handle those cases those error cases uh, so to say then uh, when when something cannot be transformed um no so uh, but this it's it's not part of the transformation specification mm -hmm. um it's a task of the transformation tool um mm -hmm. and our pilot implementation cannot do it so far and we will probably not include any convenience functions for the time being due to our time constraints we have no? lack of resources and time constraints <laughs> okay but it could be a requirement in the specification that implementations should do so yeah sure that could theoretically exist but well, there's not <laughs> there's not a yet. requirement but no <laughs> not yet um, um well the specification uh, also does not tell modeling tools what to do when the user models nonsense or so, no? so it's mm -hmm. the same so, so we, we always assume that the input is not garbage okay okay and different question but um, some of our listeners know already the pilot implementation of mm -hmm. uh, the language itself right. and uh, the API and services so is there also a publicly available uh, transformation implementation? Uh, no, unfortunately not. So currently it is, it's a private GitHub repository, mm -hmm. so it's not public yet. And well, the reason it is not that it is a secret or so, <laughs> uh, the reason is, well, the already mentioned lack of resources. Uh, to make it public, uh, we would have, we would have to provide a documentation um, yeah. that yeah. costs time. And well, and probably we get Quite a few questions then uh, that we should answer now so installation problems and and, and so on so um, but I can well imagine that we will make the pilot implementation public in the future so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. maybe someone will use it uh, as a basis to turn it into a more serious tool it's only a pilot implementation it's not uh, yeah. planned to be a serious tool so for mm -hmm. a real project no? mm -hmm. so I could imagine that uh that you could could pu publish it as, as a web service so i upload my system lv1 xmi and i get an v2 xmi as a response would that be suitable yeah so technically it would be be possible to do that so if anyone is interested in working on it well <laughs> it <laughs> might work out and um well as a as a prototype or like a pilot implementation thing, um, you can use our pilot transformation pilot implementation mm -hmm. for that. No? But I don't think for a serious um, um, web service. Mm -hmm. um, I, and I think it would cost quite a lot of effort. No? Uh, I don't know. Is it is it scriptable? So you you said you are using a tool chain uh, from from Eclipse tools. So I don't uh, know. Uh, I don't know if it's possible. I, maybe it's possible. So it's uh, it's ATL, the Atlas Information Language code that we have in the end. 
uh, that is used. I don't know if it's possible to script it. Hmm. Sounds uh, so sounds for me like uh, you have some some inputs, outputs, and so on, and you just have to, yeah, to bring them in a command line script and yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, yeah. Would be worth uh, looking at it. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, let me let me think what what we talked about. So we talked about um, the pilot implementation, and yeah, um, are there already tool vendors who are interested in this transformation? Uh, yes, so it's, well, currently it's not, nothing is available, <laughs> um, but we talked with Istvan Raj from Inquiry mm -hmm. um, at the last OMG meeting in Washington. Um, by the way, we had also a podcast with Istvan <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, together with Enrique from Vitek some time ago. Uh, well, we already covered a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and Istvan, uh, respectively Inquiry, his company, uh, plans to build a commercial transformation tool that transforms SysMLv1 models to SysMLv2, um, and in particular large models. So, ah, okay. Uh, well, I think it could make sense to do another podcast with him uh, as oh, soon why as he not? finishes his tool, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or at least a prototype uh, of the tool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I think that was oh. already a lot of stuff. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, if, if if you like topics like this one, uh, consider to sub subscribe to this channel and uh, leave us a comment how you like it. Uh, I really am I'm really proud of having more than 500 uh, followers on YouTube now, and uh, we we want to say thank you to our listeners. Um, we never thought that we will have such a big community. Uh, when we when we started, we we said, "Oh, let's begin." And if less than ten people are listening to it, uh, we we can leave it again. But wow, it's it's really nice to see. Uh, yeah, in the beginning, if I remember correctly, we, we would like to listen to a podcast, no? but there was no MSE podcast, so we decided. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's we do it ourselves. <laughs> correct. Yeah. Okay, so Tim, uh, what's up in the next episode? Yeah, so the plan is uh, to talk um, again about SysML v2. Well, SysML v2 is on its final run, so it makes sense to, to cover it. Uh, now a little bit more extensive. And uh, our guest will be at Seidowitz. So oh. um, that will be quite interesting um, to get a very good insights into SysML v2. Yeah, so to uh, say he is a kind of the father of, of, of SysML v2. Yes, yeah, yeah. One of, one of the well, fathers. Yeah, there are many fathers, mm. and then, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, definitely. So I think he can answer every question. <laughs> mm. Okay. And well, System LV2 is a very large topic, so well, we have to check out what, what we finally ask him, mm -hmm. <laughs> we put the focus on. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and the yeah. plan is to to submit the SysML v2 specification end of this year to the OMG. So if the OMG then adopts it, um, then SysML v2 will be published uh, one or two years later. Uh, okay. After the finalization task force. So. Okay. Uh? 
Yeah. Uh, did we already say the date uh, for the yes. next episode? Yeah, yeah, uh, we. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, we scheduled the date today with Ed, <laughs> uh, so it's still quite hot. Uh, it's June the sixth. It's a Monday. Yeah, it's in about it's same time. six weeks, and maybe we do another episode in between. But uh, yeah, you will you will get informed when you subscribe to this channel. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and then well, finally, after so much sophisticated stuff, uh, do not forget. Trust us, we are systems engineers. Bye-bye. Goodbye.